Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Don't forget, though, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. You can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV and go ahead and confess how many are wearing shorts today when you start out this beautiful week in Mississippi with probably scarves on or at least a, a heavier uh, jacket. It's quite scarf weather. Now. Well, it could be for some. For some, it got pretty chilly. Okay, at least a jacket. You at least had on a jacket. You purposely wore a jacket Monday or Tuesday if you had to be somewhere before 10 o'clock. Fair? I mean, I had a sweater on You don't Monday count. Morning. Okay, you had a sweater. Okay. You but can. I was wearing shorts. Still, though, you at least put on a sweater. <laughs> And then, what, that was like Monday or Tuesday, and then now we're Friday, and we're back in summer, like pretty much. Like, it's pretty warm out there now. I mean, it's it's in the mid-80s, so if it is A-OK to be in flip-flop shorts and a T-shirt for sure. And there may be, you may be the one that was like, nope, my closet has been shifted. So by now, you're walking out to do either afternoon errands or pick up some light lunch or pick up the kids from school or whatever you may be doing, thinking to yourself, should have went a little lighter with my layers today or wish I would have wore more layers to be able to to take off. So we are definitely in that like strange, you can go through two seasons in one day kind of weather here in Mississippi. And so I think we're looking forward to a warmer weekend also, I think as well. So just if you're going out to your pumpkin patches and all things fun, just know you're going to look like you're getting pumpkins off the beach because it's going to be warm. There won't be any fall clothes or flannel in any of your pumpkin patch photos uh, coming up this weekend. But, all hey, at least at least it's good weather out there. We tell you all the time that you should keep up with us over on the Good Things Facebook group. We mean it because we share great headlines uh, that are happening in our state there. So if you're on the Book of Faces, take a little time today. Go. Enter in the search bar, Good Things With. Rebecca Turner will pop up. Click Join. Rhino or I will let you into the ever-growing family we've got there. And I love seeing that Sports for Girls are growing within our state, too. You might catch the headline um, that I just posted there earlier today that Meridian Community College announced this afternoon that the school is adding volleyball as a new program in the athletics uh, department. Now, I'm not very familiar with how... I guess broad volleyball is in terms of the collegiate level. I only sort of see it taking off in the high school 
level for for young girls, and the um, I guess the tournament style outside of the high school area is really picking up steam too. Is this just being another sport for young ladies to um, I guess grow and try out and get better at, and hopefully you know get scholarships, be able to go on to that fulfill the dream of maybe going on to the next level um, after after high school. I'm sure that our state Ole Miss Southern have volleyball teams. That may oh, not yeah. be. I was like, I think they do. But I don't know if at the junior college level if that has kind of made its dent yet. But obviously, I don't know about. Obviously, they got somebody out there to play. So <laughs> they ain't going to be playing themselves. Well, it's, it's an alternative if you are – advantaged with height and you don't necessarily want to play basketball but you want to play a team sport volleyball is a great alternative because it does help if you're a little bit taller it does help um you're right in that way if you're coordinated and hand-eye coordination i just think it's cool it's just something else like you got other options so then you can spread the fun out in terms of girl or girls and guys anytime there's a new sport that kind of starts to pick up steam that provides an opportunity for folks to have the ability to be on team sports and grow and excel and it doesn't so then you don't just get saturated in one or two um, in an area where, you know, good and bad things come from when there's few things to choose from when it comes to kids and parents. But um, I'm excited for them. Usually in the Olympics, though, like I know volleyball, but it's usually a beach volleyball, right? Like, I mean, it's, I think they have both. Do they have team? Like, I mean, a big team? Oh, yeah. And it's it's the big team. It's usually, usually in the six court. on six on a court, and then beach volleyball is usually two on two on the right. beach. Right. Okay. So the and I their their names are skipping me, but like I could see them. The two famous ones, the one with the braid, and they all you know volleyball beach volleyballers always have like you would call them farmers tans because they're not farmers and they're not like the cup. But they always have they're the, athlete tans. They're athlete. They always have the strangest tan lines <laughs> that are very prominent. Like you've earned those for not just a week at the beach. You like that is that is now. Now your face with the goggles and all the things. But um, so maybe you never know that that may lead into other opportunities for them to switch over to do doubles or, I guess, move on to up, up the ladder. I would be awful at volleyball. I am awful at volleyball. Awful. I've tried, tried, or at least on the beach. So hats off to those girls. Oh, yeah. Beach volleyball is intense. Dive and do and hit. Because and, it's easier to dive for a dig on sand than it is on hard wood court but there's only two of you so it's a lot of getting up moving around and yeah it's it's exhausting agreed totally agreed what else is exhausting is all the things to do for halloween coming up there's things everywhere there's the pumpkin patches there are all the things but in the good things facebook group i did post visit mississippi's list of some of the scariest or favorite haunting sites within our state. I'd love to know if maybe these are some of in your hometowns, or you can let us know the scariest spots where I guess the cool kids go or to at least hear about growing up in your area or the neck of the woods, 601-879-4395. You know, Natchez is right on the top list of anything of that way. I know they've got their balloon festival going on this weekend, but I'm sure if you're headed out that way, there's also um, cemetery tours and things to pop off on. You got the Natchez City Cemetery. It's home to the peculiar grave of Florence Irene Ford. She passed away of yellow fever in 1871. 
one at the tender age of 10, and she was terrified of thunderstorms and would run to her mother for comfort, which many of our kids do, a fact which led her mother to request a quite unique grave at the cemetery. So she's got the ones that got the steps that are leading down to the glass window, now covered um, by concrete, which allow the grieving mother to descend six feet to be with her uh, daughter. She would sing songs, read stories every time there was a, a, a thunderstorm. I think we can all get a little tug of that in different directions. One sad. No, that's kind of creepy. And it's really strange to see if you've never you, th- you think because, I mean, there is that weird like when you when you lay someone to rest, wondering what it would be like to have the glass like, to be able just to go and sort of see. But I guess. Because they also built kind of it had to be kind of like a, a mini tomb to be able to even withstand the structure of the glass to be able to see. So that's not how most get laid to rest to begin with, unless you're, I guess, in Egypt. Did anybody else bury folks in like tomb like places, Rhino, other than Egyptians? I mean, mausoleums are extremely popular in places that have a high population density mm-hmm. because there's only so much land. Um, I mean, even in New Orleans, because of the way the the water level is, because they're below sea level, they're on top. They, they have to to bury theirs in tombs and mausoleums above ground. So that would be sort of the same, but I guess underneath, where it's like you you create it's like a house underground to then lay the past is kind of unique to Egyptians and obviously to Natchez, but I'm sure. It's probably happened in, in some other capacity. Creepy Crossing, Stucky's Bridge in southwest of Meridian, located 12 miles southwest of Meridian. Ever heard of it? It is a dilapidated trust style bridge crossing the Chunky River. So that means don't take your car across it, guys. You probably can't. You probably have to get there by foot. I'm not sure. According to the local legends, Old Man Stucky, a member of the infamous Dalton Gang, would lure travelers to his nearby inn where the guests would be robbed, sadly, murdered, and then buried in shallow riverside graves. So authorities eventually called up with Stucky Good. And then um, I guess they hung him from the bridge, taught him a lesson, huh? Which he reportedly haunts to this day. And the bridge was featured on the Travel Channel's most terrifying places in America in 2018. So not going to be somewhere you're going to catch me after dark. But I feel like that's probably one of those, if you grew up in that area, southwest uh, or around Meridian, that at some point in your teenage years, there was car rides and walks out there and exploration. Testing your metal. Testing your metal. And then probably a lot of tears and squealing and running back to the car or truck that you would never tell anybody else. About, but you can tell us about it. Just put your friends here on good things. But stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. This show was previously recorded. This show was previously recorded. A beat. 
positive and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from your Supertalk Mississippi app. And you can also find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can find Middays with Jar Gibbert. He will be at the Com Universe. University. University. I get it wrong every time. In Columbus on Wednesday. Just tune in and figure out where he's at. They'll be promoting the Forge Your Career Expo as the, say it again, Rhino. Come university. Come university. It's like communication, right? And then university, but it's not the uni. Yeah, whatever. It continues to educate and prepare students for high-paying uh, career opportunities. And then on Thursday, you've got the Gallo Show with guest host Lucian Smith. He will be at the Mississippi Coliseum for MEC's annual Hobnob event um, that will be happening Thursday. You'll hear from candidates running for statewide office, plus business leaders, and more. So come join and celebrate the 75th year of MEC Hobnob. To register, go to mec.ms. Talking about some of the most haunted places in Mississippi, there's a great article over on the Good Things Facebook group that visitmississippi.org put out. You can go to either place to get it if you'd like to to find out. The Creepy Crossing at Stuckey's Bridge in Meridian, Keith and Meridian said he's been many times, used to drive across the bridge in an old Jeep. He even floated it, floated the river underneath it. He said now it's closed. But it is still uh, still standing. So I'm going to assume that um, there would be still folks out there kind of enjoying, I would say enjoying, enjoying as a relative term, experiencing that during those those creepier times. Just a few more for you. You can catch all the lists over on the Good Things Facebook group. But we've had the McRaven here on Good Things before. That's in Vicksburg, and it's called the McRaven House. And it has been called the most haunted house in Mississippi. In fact, it's been featured, Travel Channel, all different places have come down and done um, stories on it before. It dates back to 1797, so it's been here for a hot second. And it was used as a field hospital during the Civil War. Creepy number one, number one, give you a lot of stories there. In the following years, it saw its share of mysterious occupants, scandalous behavior, tragic deaths. Visitors to the McRaven house have reported full body apparitions. What does that mean? Is that ghost? Yeah. Do you have uh, different terminology for different amounts of ghosts you see? So sometimes you see uh, an arm holding a lantern. Stop. And then you just see the arm and the lantern Mm -mm. or just a floating head or skull. I'd rather see the arm. Or you have the half-body apparition, Mm -hmm. which is like from the waist up, or the even rarer one where you just see legs. And then you have the full body where it's like the movie Ghost. He's just there. No. In full. Not me. I'm not there. I won't see it. Disembodied voices. Creepy. Because that's when you think your mind's playing on you. I mean, you really think your eyes are playing on you, but then you're like, no, I saw that. Like, I can't unsee what I saw. But hearing, you really can talk yourself in and out of of things. Like, a creak can be 
you know, a voice or you can turn a voice into a creek. Like you can you can take sounds and just really go wild with them in your Was head. Is that a cat having a bowel movement right. or a woman screaming? <laughs> right. Like you you can talk yourself in whatever direction you want to. But I guess if you see something, it's it's harder to just completely talk yourself out of out of that. But visitors to McRaven have reported all of these things, other spooky phenomena. The home is open for candlelight tours on the weekends during this time of year and you can even have private ghost investigations for groups they have really sort of capitalized on this that is one thing i would say and i don't know maybe i've missed it if there's not like a movie made after that i think that would be a very interesting twist and i don't know if i'd want it to be a horror movie as much as a suspense thriller which we have talked about here on good things there's two different Two different things. Oh, yeah. But you could take... The slow burn or the jump scare. Right. Like, you could take the history behind the McRaven house just with being the field hospital and sort of all that and really create or gather, I guess, probably enough history from stories of relationships or just who showed up, what was going on back at their... I mean, all the... Make, like, a real, you know, sort of movie that out of what all went on there without it having to be like just the creepy house in Mississippi. I don't know why I'm picturing the guys from Shaun of the Dead doing it. Who's that? Uh, it's two British guys. They did several movies. Mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead. Would they be Hot good? Fuzz. I'm thinking like... It the, would be more funny than it would be scary. Oh. No, I'm thinking like The Patriot with Mel Gibson. <laughs> My if you've never seen Shaun of the Dead, completely. this is the season for you to check out that movie. That would be it's a zombie a, movie. My mind would go a completely different direction. But since you brought up movies, we're still having fun over on the Good Things Facebook group. We have a fun question today. Uh, speaking of fictional characters, is there a role that you would have liked to have auditioned for? Or you could just say played, right? Like a fictional. But you also feel like you need to semi, either it needs to be your alter ego, but you kind of need to fit the bill for it. Like it can't, it, it really needs, like to answer the question, it's more like who would you have been a good you know, um, step in for in terms of fictional carry, not necessarily look like the person who played it, just more or less like personality attitude could have done that role well. Well, I mean, I'm a rather rotund guy and the guy I picked is a rather rotund character. And it's in honor of One Piece being 24 years old today. Wow. In the anime. Yeah. And they've been making new s- stuff. For new episodes for 24 years. That is why. But I, I picked the character Lucky Roo. So who is that? He's a member of Red Hair Shanks' crew. Mm-hmm. He's a big guy, got a big jolly smile. He's always holding meat in one hand, and he's got a gun in the other. Gotcha. He's a pirate ready for action, and he's going to eat. Lara Croft. I don't know if that's her sound effects or not of kicking butt. <laughs> she does like to flip around in tombs and stuff. And, and not that I could physically do and somehow any she of found that. dinosaurs. Yes, but I like the cure like that. I would have, I, I would, I would want to do like I would. That would be fun. Like I think her role would have been like a lot of fun to do with all the action and sort of the kick tail and take names and still think. Wait, no, not that part. I don't want to do that in real life. But <laughs> give back what's rightfully somebody else's that's been. Well, we don't I say Indiana really Jones was stealing things. This is true. She's doing the same thing. This is very, very true. So you let us know. What's your fictional character that you would have liked to have auditioned for? Josie mentions Katniss Everdeen. I'd have been terrible at that. I can't shoot a... Like, 
I mean, I would have, like, I could do Lara Croft, right? Like, I'm much better at swords than I would be at it. <laughs> but I, I know I wouldn't be good at archery, so I would have made a terrible Katniss. I mean, you know, just close your eyes and pull back and shoot. I mean, that would have been, that would have been how I would have gotten through it. Tony says Michael Myers, of course. He didn't have any speaking, right? No. He, I mean, so I wonder how. I don't think. They. Maybe he said a line or two in one of the newer ones, but no. That's, yeah. So I wonder for people like that who don't have lines and you don't see their face, who else would fall into that? How do you, like, how do you audition that? Or is it easier? Or is it multiple people? But you got to have like a walk and a gate. It's the same thing. Yeah, you got to be imposing. Yeah, you have to have the same sort of mannerisms. Because the first thing I thought of was Darth Vader, because the guy in yeah. the suit is not the voice you hear in the movie. And then I thought of To Kill a Mockingbird, because that was, was it Robert Duvall. Was that one of his early roles where he didn't speak? He just saved the day. I want that one. No lines to remember. Just swoop in and. And save the day. Or you've got the Sphinx from Gone in 60 Seconds. It's the guy that works at the morgue, and everybody thinks he's just silent, like he doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end of the movie, he says something really deep, and they all look at him like, you can talk? Just sit back, listen. Uh, Jess says Obi-Wan Kenobi would have been um, who he would have liked to have um, auditioned to be that part i think there's a lot of great roles that would be fun would have been fun to play fictional characters not necessarily biopics of anybody like real i'm surprised nobody mentioned marvel movies i don't really have a marvel the thing with marvel movies is at least once in the movie they're going to lose they're going to get their butt whipped so you don't really want to go through that do you well laura had some bobos Jackie Walter says the Lone Ranger. That would have been, I guess, a lot of fun. I feel like, I feel like you dudes have like some more fun heroes to sort of choose than us. Wonder why? It's like Hollywood's not sexist or anything. Just kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> going down. I'm not going down that rabbit hole on a Friday. I will. I will avoid making a Marvel's joke. I'm just go make it. Come on. Make it. Do it. Then nobody's going to see it because it's a whole bunch of kick butt girl power. Okay. I guess I wouldn't go see that either. <laughs> Fair enough. Barcroft it is. <laughs> Stick with us. We got more for you up next. This show was previously recorded. This show was previously recorded. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget you can find us. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. We're also streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You can also find us from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And I want to give a big shout-out to Grady, who is a big Good Things fan, listens every day when he's driving his afternoon. And so I just want to say hi, Grady. From howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy. We appreciate you listening, and it makes our day to know it makes you day to tune in to some good news. So I'm sorry we're talking about spooky things today, <laughs> but it can be fun to talk about that, too, that's going on at least this time of year around uh, Mississippi. Again, you can get the full list over at visitmississippi.org or over on the Good Things Facebook group. Well, I was risking a freak out on your part because I dared to play the exorcist theme. I, because we normally have Miss Tanya, but we, we, we have given her time off to sit with her family. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, <laughs> but she has taken some time off uh, to spend with her with her family but yeah i you know if you played it because i have seen um the i guess the original i don't know if i've seen it to its entirety i've probably seen bits and pieces of it obviously we weren't of age to go see it in the theater when it came out and i'm certainly not going to see the i'm not going to pay money to go see this uh the new one um if you have let us know i'd love to know what you what you thought of it 601-879-4395 in my like right now in my mind like the, that tune Michael Myers completely get it I would know exactly what it is on any given day if you played it I bet I would know it but I wouldn't be able to connect it until you told me so like right now if you said do you hear yeah that wouldn't have it wouldn't have come to mind but now absolutely stop it <laughs> stop for me, okay. So one thing that's different about Halloween movies that are it's not the same for any other. Well, that's not true. There's theme songs that you can hear, but they're creepy. Like lead-ins are more recognizable and they stick with you than like other shows or movies. Except for like the really big blockbusters, like uh, yeah, you Top have Gun. horror movies and you've got the action movie slash comic book movie. Right. Where the the characters or the movie itself has a theme. Right. And then you have, like, it's almost like an athlete who has their walk-on song or walk-out whatever. Um, but even then, I don't know those for different athletes, but I guess they've tagged themselves with Very certain- few actually wind up becoming synonymous with the player. Right. But the, but the horror music, the mel- I guess, is it a melody? Whatever you call it. Like the sound... I mean, yeah, that could be considered a melody. Um, when you hear it, you just mind goes straight back to exactly where it is. And it's the creepiest. Like, without, like, listening to um, Steve Azar and his past guests on In a Mississippi Minute talking about how they were doing something else and said it missed a soundtrack, uh, horror films would not be nearly as scary if you took the music away. Other shows, you can take the music away or movies, and it would be less entertaining, but the storyline would still be interesting. Right. But with horror films, without it, it's almost weird. It's almost now gotten kind of like creepy in a different sense, not in the spooky creepy, more in like the like what's imagine like Alfred Hitchcock. Disconcerting. Like the the shower scene with the. With the knife, if you didn't add in the The strings, whatever, I mean, it would just, yeah, it's weird, but now it's just a really different, a different kind of weird. I think part of that is 
the majority of especially horror themes they feature groups of the orchestra that don't necessarily get featured all that often and about half the time they're played in a non-normal way like for example with with psycho with the shower scene you don't often hear strings played that roughly or with that much dissonance in the sound. So you, you recognize the instrument, even if you don't know it off the top of your head, like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a violin, or that's a that's an oboe, or that. even if you can't name the instrument, you know the sound. Mm-hmm. And when it sounds similar but different, it's that unease that it gives you, and it lends well to a horror movie. I wonder if there are, for those that make, like, at-home horror films. I don't say at-home, but I guess real indie. Can you find, like, music that goes, like, running up, running away? Is there already, like, the <laughs> copy and clip kind of, like, to lay out? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, there are, there's royalty-free music that a lot of content creators and independent filmmakers use because they don't have to pay royalties to use the music. But it's like anything else. There's a certain quality that comes with free. Oh, absolutely. And you're never going to quite have the same punch or the same impact that you would with Halloween or Friday the 13th or The Exorcist or any of those where a highly skilled composer sat down for a prolonged period of time and used all of their musical know-how and theory to craft a sound that you associate immediately with that genre or with that particular movie do horror films have i know they have soundtracks like they have music but do they sell sound like is there are there popular soundtracks to horror films like you have popular soundtracks like you know top gun um friday night or it's not friday night lights but um varsity blues comes to mind there's others that come to mind that i've days and confused is probably the best soundtrack of all time that one What's the ba- where they were the band aids? Um, Goldie Hawn's kid played in it. The girl, she was a groupie. She wore the almost little- famous. Yes, that was a good. <laughs> we got there. We were on a, we were on a journey together, but we got there. Um, that was a good sound. So all of the like movies have great soundtracks. Forrest would, Gump's also a great soundtrack. You would purchase and then you know enjoy. But do Halloween movies have the same? Like you don't hear of like. Lady Gaga doing the theme song for she would be great to do a theme song for. for I don't Halloween. think there may be, but it's different, isn't it? Like a a handful of nineties or two thousands teeny bopper kind of horror movies that might have had a, a pop soundtrack that was a collection of enough songs that would be interesting. But I think when you look at the majority of horror movies and the the songs that are associated with them. You could find them on compilation albums, like Halloween albums or CDs or cassettes, where the first track's going to be Halloween, the second track's going to be The Exorcist, the third track's going to be Friday the 13th, the fourth track's going to be something. Mean, but that's where you're yeah. buying that for something's other specific. Yeah, to set the mood for, for a Halloween, Halloween party, party or something. Or to do for like a, as a haunted um, forest or whatever you want to talk, talk about. But that, you know, they also don't have, um, you know, just false lost my sense of thought anyway but halloween movies also don't have other things that other movies have i think is what i'm trying to say like they just don't have songs like they don't have like yeah you don't have the the needle drop where 
it cuts to a scene and all of a sudden a song starts playing and you recognize the song and it influences how you feel about what you're seeing. Mm-mm. You don't really have that in, in horror movies. In this movies. season, we really don't have like Christmas is about the only season that's got albums, holiday For albums. For the most part, yeah. Like you don't have, <laughs> you you know, Cher's not putting out her, she would be a great one to put out a, a Halloween album. But I mean, you don't have like a fault, like, so, you know, that's. It's just it's just when you think about it, there's things that are just associated with different um, and the Halloween movies are just different or the scarier movies, should I say, are just geared a little bit different than other Hollywood um, films. And I'd be wrong. You may. Um, Debbie from Ocean Springs said she thinks the soundtrack to Shrek was great. I think there's a lot. And, you know, we, that was the majority of my early CD because purchases. Because you've got a variety. Oh, yeah. you got a lot more than just the one or two hit songs off the mm-hmm. album. you got everybody's hit because everybody wanted to be on the soundtrack. Well, and if you think about it, too, like the Trolls movies, or the new Troll movie that's coming out, or too bad Tanya's not here, I don't know when it's coming out, I don't think it's this weekend, but like it is also revamping NSYNC's whole comeback thing because they, they sung in one of Mid-November. the first. Mid-November. Right. So one of the first troll movies and it's associated with like their comeback of them being able to come back on tour or create all this hype and um, all the things because they are doing the song to that particular movie you just don't see that with the scary flicks like nobody's like using that as a badge of honor that should tell you something the only time you're ever going to hear a needle drop in a horror movie is if they're trying to set a time and place like if you're having a a flashback in a Halloween movie to the 70s. You, you might hear a song from the 70s playing in the background while they're driving up into the driveway or something. Just so you get a, a sense of time and place. But it's never going to be the the true needle drop moment where it's a, a meet cute moment or the, the rising action or anything that's related to the narrative. Aaron and Meridian said a good scary movie to watch is Silence of the Lambs won multiple Oscars. That was a creepy movie. Like, that was a good... I saw that one. I mean, I regret it, but, like, it wasn't scary in the mythical sense. But there were decisions made that put you at unease, and you might not even have known it. Really? Yeah. Like, the decision when he turned a corner and he's eating out of a man's skull, like, that decision really gave me a lot of unrest. But stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. This show was previously recorded. This show was previously recorded. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. the theme music to it and this is the original one correct oh yeah so how many are there okay that's the is that the creepiest one i think that's the creepiest one it's the creepiest to me the new one just sounds like a drone when he talks no the the theme quote unquote for the new it oh it doesn't have near as much character as this does gotcha which one would be the closest to the book did you ever read the book i did 
It's weird. I did not. I just don't know if I could make it through it. Is this okay? So, do scary. So, I'm not a I'm not a big reader. Really, I, I would prefer I read things that are educational and the Bible. I'm not a big fictional reader. Let me put it that way. I read, <laughs> but I do like to watch movies of books you all like to read. So I'm like Lord of the Rings, those type of things. Really into that. Um, does it read can when it's reading the same way? Do you go through the same like especially like a horror book? Do you go through the same emotions? When you're as if you're watching it, it depends. Because I think I'd close the book. Yeah, because I mean, it goes back to that conversation we were having: the difference between horror and suspense. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult to write horror. Like so, it's like the blood, the girt, like the um, right, the you, nasty stuff. It's it's nearly impossible to translate a slasher film's idea into the words on a page for a book. Agreed. But you can take just about any suspense movie and ratchet it up in the book because you're only limited by your emotion or by your in- imagination. I'll get there eventually. And that's the kind of thing where you don't put the book down. Like you're right. just into it and you're going to it from sort of page to page. So was it like that or is it just a stranger book? Uh, the the movies did a decent enough job, but it's, it's Stephen King. I mean, he's just a creepy author and... There's a level of creepiness that you just can't put on the screen. Um, then I don't need to read it. It's thick, too, isn't it? Uh, I Ish. mean, thickish, yeah. For you or for me? Just an average. Okay. I mean, it's not a war and peace or a toy story or, <laughs> toy story or anything. <laughs> yeah, then it's probably really thick uh, for me. Okay, you were saying with Science of, Silence of the Lamb. Yeah, there, there was, was a... a, 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 a why is that word so hard? Suspense built in, even if we didn't recognize it. What was that? Yeah, the uh, the actor that played Hannibal Lecter, Sir Anthony Hopkins, made a conscious decision to move as little as humanly possible, including limiting the number of times he blinked while he was on screen. Because he was only on screen in that entire movie about 20 minutes. And especially when he was in the cell with Clarice on the other side of the glass, he doesn't move. He barely blinks. So and you that, as the watcher are anticipating it, it, whether you realize it or not. So you're just, just subconsciously, you're looking at somebody that it, you're being told they're crazy. And creepy. And it comes across even crazier because they're just standing there, completely still, fully focused, not blinking. It's unsettling. There's a lot of things about that movie unsettling, but yes, now that you say that. But it's also interesting how if they know, they can add all of that into a movie to keep you on on the edge of your seat, kind of. And I, I don't dislike that. I would go to something that kept me engaged and creeped out, but not just to the point of like scared poopless. I am not trying to do that to myself. Jeff and Ponatok says, do you guys, are you guys old enough? No. Go ahead and say no. Remember <laughs> the lead up to the song Thriller being released. You remember it. Do I? What year was that? Uh, Thriller was what, 84, 85? We would have been too. No, but everybody knows Thriller. I know Thriller. And everybody knows the lead up to Thriller. Because everybody recognizes the voice, even if they don't know the name. Vincent Price. Okay, I was talking about... Okay, I read I read it that he meant, like, the lead-up 
the excitement of thriller, but you're okay. So I misread it. So it is you're talking about the music part that leads into the actual like thriller part. Okay, that's yes. Because that voice is associated with classic horror. Yes, it is. But then that whole thriller broke the, I guess, the ceiling, the meter on everything with it being the way it was. Folks were really creeped out about that at the time that it came out, right? Like it was a big deal because it was something different. And a lot of work and effort went into it. It's still very, it's one of those sounds you hear. And you go right back to was Thriller ever in a movie? Mm, off the top of my head, I can't think of any. But then again, I don't remember many Michael Jackson songs making it into movies besides Free Willy. Well, trivia I didn't know I needed. All right, stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. you got the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here Monday at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Good things for you. This show was previously recorded. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.